Listener Production. Brooke Boney and Linda Mariano's Dream Club. Welcome to another episode of Brooke and Linda's Dream Club. Each week we take the corners of the wrestling ring of culture and launch ourselves in to grapple with the biggest stories. (laughs) (laughs) That's me. I've got my leotard on. Yeah, (laughs) you're just going in there. We're waving up the flags and this week we're going to talk about why music matters and Australian music and the collaboration that I did for Vogue magazine. Speaking of music, we're going to talk about the mega success of Lil Nas X and Lindy. (laughs) (laughs) Picnic's a little bit chuggy, are they? They, I I feel like they can lean towards the chuggy side, but that's because, you know, picnics are so buzzed about right now. Some people are allowed to do them at the moment because lockdowns have somewhat eased up. But we are going to get into it. Before we do, we we want to shout out some sweet little Dream Club lovers on the Dream Club podcast on Instagram. Alexandra sent us a photo of her listening to the podcast while walking her little woofies. Oh, she's got woofies. You've got two little woofies. And we're both little woofies as well. We are. (laughs) You walked us. Uh, Bonnie as well, shout out to you. You sent us a photo of your woofies. You've got woofies in chicken form. Poppy and Daisy, who apparently love Lord's new album. And Anna sent this to us. Happy Sunday, Wolfies. I wanted to send you a message for two reasons. One, I finally got around to reading Black is the New White, which you sent me. And wow, I loved it. It made me laugh out loud, think about race relations and appreciate Indigenous culture and creative work. Nakia Louie is simply brilliant. And I gobbled this in two sittings, broken only because I started late at night, went to sleep and then finished it literally this morning. And number two, she keeps going. Oh, oh love Anna, that. go on. Inspired by your potty wreck to take pictures of flowers while out on lockdown walks. That's exactly what I did. <laughs> I'll send some pickies through to share the joy. Love your podcast. Hope you stay in my ears for a long time. Oh, we are here. We are in those ears, Anna. We are roaming. We are surfing the wax. Brooke and Linda's Dream Club. Hey, so little Wolfie, you know, in this last year, so many people's livelihoods across so many industries have been incredibly affected and still are by the pandemic. And we've talked about the struggles of the arts community so many times here on the Dream Club podcast. And we've spoken to artists and about the music industry too. It's going to be a really long time until we can find ourselves flinging our bodies in nightclubs or at gigs or at festivals as a nation, you know, exploring the celebration that can be music. But I did something that I'm really happy about and it shines a light on Australian music and it's the new issue for Vogue magazine, which is out on Monday. It's actually my birthday on Monday. She's Vogue, baby. (laughs) She's Vogue, baby. But it's the music issue. So the whole issue is dedicated to why music matters. Because if you're anything like us, we care about music. There's a reason that when, you know, you look back on your favourite birthday celebrations or your wedding day or, you know, when you were kissing someone that you love or what was going on on New Year's Eve, you think about the music that was playing Mm. at those events. There's a playlist to it. There is a playlist to it. And for me anyway, so much of the last year, 
being separated from the people that I loved or, or being alone in a house in lockdown, you play music and, and music fills those rooms. Music can meet you where you are and can reflect on your experience and can really help you through those times. So Vogue is expressing all of that. I was so lucky to be part of it and to be the guest editor and collaborate with them and curate not only why music is so important today and always, but why we need to give back to our community and champion new Australian artists. So there's so there's so many artists in it who I absolutely love. Yeah. One, um, okay, maybe two. There's two who I want to ask you about. Oh, go on. Tell me about what Genesis says because I think that he is one of the most like charismatic, exciting, oh. cool yes. young people in Australia and I think he's going to be, well, I hope that he's going to be huge everywhere because he's so cool. Yeah, this is the thing, like, and we've talked about the way that the Kid Leroy has put Australian music on a global, you know, on the, on the global scale where everybody's looking to Australia and going, what else have you got? What is, what is you know, a, a fusion of hip hop? What else are you doing in the rap scene? But what else are you doing across all genres? And Genesis Awusu is an artist that if you haven't listened to him before, go explore check out the music videos because he is so much at the forefront of what music is doing because it's pushing together all of those genres. It's a bit rap. It's a bit rave. It's a bit punk. It's more than a bit punk, actually. And then there's heaps of funk and R&B and he cares so much about that. And you'll see it in this portfolio that we've done in Vogue where we champion the sound of now and Genesis Awusu is one of those literal definitions of why Australian music is so exciting. It's the most inclusive soundscape that we've ever had and it's unpredictable and so exciting. And then on the opposite end of the scale and the other person that I want to ask you about is little sweetheart cutie boy rule. Oh, He's so <laughs> beautiful. He's like the... <laughs> He's like the epitome of a heartthrob, isn't he? He he really is. When he came and performed on the set on ABC TV earlier this year, which feels like a million years ago that we even that we were even allowed to witness, you know, live music in a TV studio, there were people lining up outside just mm. to get a glimpse of this kid. It's so funny, isn't it? I've witnessed that as well. Because oh, the I, phenomenon is real. It's like the Beatles or something. Like I remember he was doing a um, a show at the Horden, and um, which is a, a music venue here in Sydney. And I'd got there during the day while he was doing rehearsals because they said, you know, you can have 10 minutes with him here to do an interview. Yeah. And um, there were girls lined all the way up through um, Fox Studios and he came out, like just sort of popped his head out. Mm -hmm. Like you wouldn't have even been able to really tell that it was him. And they were screaming. They were like absolutely losing it. And then as soon as he tags you in a photo or you tag a photo of him, um, oh, you know, to your promote the interview wild for days, days, <laughs> all days these people days. all around the world reposting <laughs> these club. photos. It's so funny. You would have experienced the same from when totally. you interviewed him. Yeah, back when he, even when he was really when young, he was Triple way J. younger. You know, he did a like a version on Triple J and performed when he was fourteen years old. This kid has got an amazing voice. It's kind of that Bieber esque, mm. Beatles mania sort of fanaticism around this artist and this is without him even putting out an album. So all eyes and ears have been on him for the last couple of years. His global fan base is huge. He's got millions upon millions of streams and followers online. 
He's done an extensive and elite fashion shoot for this Vogue issue and I did a really long interview with him while he was at that photo shoot. And the wonderful thing is is that he's incredibly ambitious in terms of how he wants his music to sound. He's also really obsessed with artists gone by. So you might be thinking, oh, he's going to chase the current sound of now and he's going to really aspire to be artists that are coming out right now. But his biggest influences at the moment are Elliot Smith, an incredibly melancholic, pained, you know, subtle artist that has passed away years and years ago. And along the same lines, Jeff Buckley. What? Yeah. So I, I said to so him. So he's got good taste as yeah, well. Yeah. So, so what I'm saying is he's a, he's still this goofy kid that has an amazing family that's behind him and keeping him grounded. He's got this incredible kind of old soul taste in his music and I can't wait to see what he's going to do on a mm. debut album. And he looks great in a Gucci sweater. Oh, you, you know, should have like seen really the photos that I are going to be in this edition. Okay, so this is our promise to you, Wolfie. We're going to go out and buy like 500 million copies of this <laughs> Vogue um, when it comes out next Monday, which coincidentally is Linda's birthday. So this can be your birthday present to her. Go out and eat every single morsel of that beautiful edition it of up. Vogue. Gobble it up for music um, because God knows we've missed it so much yeah. over the last year and a half. Oh my goodness, we've been waiting for the birth of this beautiful child, Montero, <laughs> for such a long time. We've been getting teased. But really, all of us have wanted to know what Lil Nas X was going to do with his debut album since we heard Old Town Road. And so it's here, Linda. He's given birth yes. to this beautiful album, along with all of these really hilarious memes that have gone with it and these huge, big billboard ads in and around L.A. We'll, we'll post some of them to our Dream I Club love them. Instagram. I They're get off on so, them. I love him getting so ahead funny. of the trolls. So... It's called Montero. It's got some pretty incredible collaborations on it. Elton John plays the piano on one mm -hmm. of the songs. I have to say that I, like, it's sort of beyond what I even thought he was going to do. What What do you make of it? What do you like about it? Oh, my God. There's too many things There's to so name. Many How things long to have unpack. we got? How long have we got? Okay, so winding back to what you just said, Old Town Road came out when he was 20 years old. It, that was a song that everybody wrote off as this amazing but novelty pop hit, right? Yeah. They were like, Felt like who just is just a bit of dumb luck. Yeah, a bit of dumb luck. Oh, isn't he cool? He's, you know, wearing his sexuality quite proudly. 20-year-old kid from Atlanta, Georgia, recorded this song for 50 bucks in some crappy studio. Ended up being the longest-running number one song in Billboard history to date. It still is. Old Town Road by Lil Nas X, okay? Two years later... Plus a pandemic where he took a hiatus because he said that, you know, with with who he was coming out as a, a pop star that all of a sudden was given all of this spotlight and attention, there was so much prejudice that came with that. There's so much homophobia, him being out and proud and black. There was just all of these things that overwhelmed him. He took some time off. Through the pandemic, he said he spent most of it making music and crying. They just went hand in hand. And, Brookie, you mentioned to me over the weekend, listening to this album, that there is that sadness underlying when he talks about his past experiences. But this album is joyous. 
as well. It's so multifaceted. I love the artists that he's got collaborating, Elton John, Doja Cat, Megan the Stallion. And just what it stands for. Hell yeah, Brookie. Do you know what? I like the reason that I love it is obviously because of how it sounds and, you know, I love him because of everything that he is. But I love that, you know, when you think of the way that um, people, you know, who are part of the LGBTQI community, particularly gay men, there's this stereotype about people being quite bitchy and gossipy and that there's this sort of underlying sort of sadness that comes with that and that's how that you know, manifests that sort of internalised hate that people have. Um, And so for him to be able to express himself like this and say, I'm sad because of all of these demeaning comments. I'm sad because of all of these things that I've been through. I'm sad because I was a a little black boy in Atlanta and I was gay and all of this stuff was happening around me and this is how I feel. I feel like it's sort of broken a new barrier down for people who were part of that community to be able to express themselves without feeling shame around the sad. Absolutely. And it's revolutionised a genre. It's paved a way for who what, and who and what we're going to be hearing from here on in. It's holding a space that hasn't been there before. It's effing sick. Actually, there was a quote from Elton John that I wanted to read out where he was talking about this album and he said, he is a hero. He is a bold and brave provocateur who is making amazing and inspiring music. This is what I loved so much. He says, he's pushing the boundaries of urban music by wholeheartedly embracing his sexuality and visually projecting that celebration out into the world. That is such a huge compliment from someone like Elton John. And especially when you think about what it would have been like to be gay in his time coming up through Mm -hmm. the music industry where you had to hide it and you had to be closeted and it was something to be ashamed of. And, you know, you think of all of these like um, really damaging tropes like, you know, men hiding in bathrooms or, you know, sneaking around together or doing things that they're not supposed to be doing and, you know, writing these covert lyrics that allude to some sort of relationship with other men but don't really talk about you know, what these secret relationships are or whatever. And so for him to be able to, that's sort of like a full circle moment, isn't it? Elton John's saying he is your hero. Like you are my hero. And and I think that 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 rings true. I mean, imagine being a a young person and looking up to Lil Nas X and thinking like, oh, okay, yeah, this is just a normal way of being. Um, I mean, I personally look up to Lil Nas X because of the lap dancing, uh, the devil um, type things. You know, yeah, you're like, finally, if I can yeah. see it, I can be it. I thought that when I saw the Industry Baby, like, prison cell choreography, I was like, that is, mm, mm, mm. So listen to the record, Montero is out by Lil Nas X. Even if you can only listen to one song today, listen to That's What I Want because that is just that absolute celebration of, a universal theme of wanting to be loved, of wanting a connection, and it's got that total buoyancy that you feel um, when you listen to huge pop hits like Hey Ya by Outkast. It's got that delight. Brooke Boney and Linda Mariano, The Dream Club. 
Hey, Wolfies, we've got a bit of good news, and I'm sure you'd be across this, especially if you're New South Wales and Victoria, because restrictions have been slowly easing. And as of the last couple of weeks, you are actually allowed to have recreation time outside with your fellow vaccinated woofies and enjoy picnics. So across wolf pack picnics. You can have wolf pack picnics. You can pack your things, you can sit outside, you can dine al fresco on a little blanket. And oh, I love that. You know, so there's much. been so much hope around picnics and a lot of people were enjoying them over the weekend. Perhaps you were I have a little I have a little confession to make though. What? I Loathe picnics. <laughs> How? But okay. I felt like we should talk about it because <laughs> yes. so many people care about them, and all up. these people were messaging about them over the weekend. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. it was like it's just like picnic weekend. It's like, it was. I saw like it on your almost, Instagram story. You went to a I picnic. Went, I you a picnic. were excited. I was so excited because it feels like the light at the end of the tunnel. I don't know why people use that phrase. Because it doesn't the... mean that you go, if you're going towards the light, it's like heaven, like it means that you're dying. <laughs> no, I mean, I think it means that you can get out of you the tunnel. You can get out of the tunnel. Well, yeah, like yeah. it makes sense. But then yeah, when but I say I mean, it, I'm like, don't run towards the light. Anyway, run back. back. <laughs> go back to the darkness. Run back. That's you turn running around. That's me. That's literally me. If picnics are the light at the end of the tunnel, I'm like, I'm turning around. I'm out. Okay, let me paint a picture for you then. This is what my picnic was over the weekend. Four of my closest friends, all of us enjoying the benefits of being double vaxxed. Some of us with the cool vaccine, AstraZeneca. Me, that is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I bought some yummy sandwiches. Um, one of them was an egg sandwich. Uh, one of them was a sandwich that had apple, alfalfa, avocado. Um, one of my friends brought some oysters. Very, very bougie. Another one, some really beautiful pastries from this Italian patisserie that we all love. I feel how you're trying to lull me in here. You know, we're sitting there in the sunshine. We had some beautiful, refreshing beverages. We're sitting there with the sun on our faces and on our bodies for the first time around our fellow human beings. You don't like it? No. Don't make me out to be a monster, man. No, I think, all right. For me, it's a few things. It's the wholesome organising nature of picnics. Like It's like throwing a dinner party except without the convenience of being able to just stand up and walk to the fridge and get extra stuff. It's without the convenience of just like picking up the plates and putting them in the, di- the, like, in the sink. It's that you've got to do all this organising before. You've got to pack it into some little backpack that you've got or put it in a little basket and, oh, it's so cute. Then you've got to lay it out there. Then everyone eats it and then there's flies everywhere because we're in Australia. Then you've got to pack all this stuff up. You've got to get home. You get home, your food coma. And you want to have a nap. Instead of having a nap, you've got to clean up all this, you know, long-term use plastic cutlery that you got because you wanted to buy a, a proper picnic set so you're not using single use. It's just like okay. the whole thing. It does my head in. I so think, much effort. I think I'm getting it. So are you the sort of person who hates <laughs> camping? Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, my family never camped. Yeah, see, I think thing. that this is it. Because picnicking is basically is. like mini camping, isn't it? Maybe that's what it you're is. You're just going out camping for a few hours. Yeah, I feel like people will really be laughing at me. I think they this. will be because I'm shocked. I'm shook. Because <laughs> I like sitting outside and eating. I could definitely get some food and just sit outside on my own. But the idea of coordinating, it's like, you know, when you have to coordinate a group holiday, 
and you're yeah. like, where do you want to go? Do you want to meet here? This is our part where it's mutually happy ground. Do you <laughs> this know what we're going to eat? It is so funny though because, like, <laughs> as an adult, yeah. it feels weird to have groups, right? Yeah. Like everyone, like, especially if you if you didn't grow up in the city that you live in, like, I feel like picnicking or, like, group holidays or any of those things, it's a real group thing. Yeah, and, like, for me, I haven't really liked groups or been a been around groups since like nearly high school or maybe like a couple of yeah. years out of high school and I intentionally try to not fall into groups mm. but you see people on Instagram who were like oh yeah our group or like you they don't maybe they don't say that explicitly can we say groups are chuggy I think can I say yeah. maybe that's what it is that's what it is so I'm seeing these groups and everyone's you know it's 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 a whole aesthetic so, thing. It's a whole thing. It's a whole vibe. There's a lot of linen involved there, as well. There's isn't a there? lot of linen. There's a lot of you know. Sometimes people put up their own fairy lights and stuff. I'm like, man, oh, just bung okay. down the bung down the food and and okay. walk away. All right. Well, why don't we like? There's got to be a clear delineation here between like being able to eat outside with your friends yeah. and chuggy picnic baskets with fairy lights and that sort of shit because maybe like, just I'm no a, fairy lights. no fairy lights okay no fairy lights is a is a rule from um, here on out yeah yep. um and i don't know i think the rest of it maybe i'm okay with i i think i i think i need to be okay with it also because we're literally not allowed to do anything I else i can't do anything else so I should i just like not invite you to any picnic i know that's the thing i, I still want to eat food and I, I like eating food and i like sharing food with friends i just prefer to be in a restaurant, <laughs> but I, since I can't do that, <laughs> okay. So these are the things you hate: groups and camping. It's the and organizing. Picnic, picnics are like the perfect cross section of they those are. two things. That's, so that's what it is. We've unpacked it. I feel it like is. we can get rid of some of that trauma. And yeah. this weekend, you are definitely coming to eat some sandwiches with me in the park. You okay. know what? I will do that. I'm going to make them. I'm going to make some delicious egg sandwiches because I ate some are on the serious? weekend. Yeah, I love egg sandwiches. They're so good, and they're the perfect picnic. Um, edition, or the perfect lunchtime friend hangout edition. Let's just lose the name picnic for now, shall we? <laughs> Thank you. Dream Club. Always use recyclable things if you are going to do a picnic. You don't need to be a hater of picnics just because I live <laughs> that picnic life. I apologise about the fairy lights comment. Use them. <laughs> Gender reveals are so finished cheeky. You know what's not cheeky? Making sure that you wear sunscreen because it's heating up and Australia's got that harsh sun baby on your face every day. Let's drink. So Lindy, this is our one of our most favourite times of the week. It is time for our Dream Club update. And I love it because, you know, I just get to ponder for a minute or two. That's true. So over the weekend, I was thinking to myself, like, I have a full tummy, a full heart. It's a beautiful Sunday afternoon. Um, I've just been to a picnic with some friends. Uh-huh. Now I've got to think of what to have for dinner and, like, cook dinner and stuff. Yeah. I was thinking to myself, like, why do we have these rules around, like, having a big hot meal for dinner? Like, who makes these rules? Why do we follow them? Why can't I just have, like... An apple with some peanut butter on it or some celery or like some cheese on crackers for dinner. Oh. Like what? who, why and where and how? <laughs> you know what? I, I, don't, I feel like we're not going to answer all of those questions right now. 
But what I will say is that your Dream Club update is music to my ears because, and I love music. And you love ears. The only thing that I love more we than music is... We started talking about earwax and now we're finishing talking I, about ears. That's what we do. The only thing I love more than music, maybe on par with it, is a great snack plate. Mm. And I don't like rules either, as we just established. I don't like organising. But we love rule. But we love rule, the artist. But we love snack plates and throwing some raw fennel, some carrot, some hummus, just a little something to take the edge off. That's all that I need for dinner sometimes. A couple of boiled eggs chuck some seasoning on there. So what you're Boom. saying is that... So what I'm saying is shout out to the snack plates for dinner. Shout out to the snackers, the real ones, the ones who have supported us from the beginning. Yeah. And do you know what? We've got your back. And from... Yeah. This is a revolution. This is a moment in time. You will think of your life as before and after this moment yeah. because we've just given ourselves permission and you permission to have snacks for dinner if you want. That is correct. Thank you. That's all I needed. It looks like you're about to whoop just then. <laughs> Were you about to, to whoop? I think you should whoop. Punctuate this DM by whooping immediately. I'm going to count you in. Did Three, you two, did you see one. Whoop. Oh! I saw what are you doing it. I was like, why are you holding back? You're about to whoop. You let it out, girl. Uh, because I was like, maybe you're whooping to me. I definitely want you to whoop. Always. This is literally the foundation of this podcast. <laughs> What's your dream call update? My dream call update this week is um, thinking about those restrictions slightly easing depending on where you live and what your um, st- status is in terms of being double vaxxed yet or not. It just made me think a little bit about the people that are in LGA affected suburbs and I've got a lot of friends and family as well. So just a little shout out if you haven't been able to be double vaxxed just yet for a whole amount of reasons, your time will come. It'll be okay. I checked in with my dad this week. He hasn't been able to get his second shot yet. So he's still been waiting. And for him, it's really felt like it's dragged on. And it's been really important for me to make sure that I check in on him and do that thing of going, I know that it feels like forever, but not much longer. Well, make sure you tell him that um, even though his daughter is a, a picnic-hating um, I will uh, heathen, yeah. <laughs> that um, as soon as he's able to, I'll, yeah. I'll take him on a picnic if he makes his pasta bake. Oh, done. <laughs> so done. My dad will make that pasta bake every oh, day of the yum. week. <laughs> so we're still thinking of you as always, no matter what your circumstance is, and we want to thank you as always for listening to this episode. We're going to be back next Wednesday, but until then, join our Dream Club and please follow us at the Dream Club podcast on Instagram. Hit that subscribe button. Hit it. Hit it. Tap it. it. Click it so you never miss an episode and leave us a cute little or long review. Leave us a really <laughs> the longest ever. <laughs> like a whole story. Mm. I want there to be a beautiful narrative arc and I want there to be a twist at the end. And maybe about a snack plate that you've recently <laughs> had. Oh, my God. Tag us in a pic of you having a little snack. Oh, I want to see a tagged yeah. pic of a snack plate. Hit us up. Let us know how and where you're listening from and... Go and tell your friends as well. Yeah. Go and tell your group. <laughs> yeah, tell your group while you're on a picnic. <laughs> <laughs> Get it, girls. Lies, 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 lies.
best life. I'm a picnic heathen. You're the little baby boy. Gobble, 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 gobble. gobble. Let's go, girls. Listener.